Good morning. I think it disconnected. Uh, this is Iowemala, and it's a kind of chilly. Looks like it's going to be an overcast day here, but it's still green and lots of blossoms and allergies. Spring allergies are on the rise, so we know it's springtime, whether it's cold or not. Um, before we practice a little and sit, maybe do a body scan today, I wanted, just couldn't help it, I was really drawn to pick up uh, this little book of Utejana, Sayado Utejana, Tejaniya, I'm sorry. And this is one of his little books, but I think it's just wonderful. Don't look down on the defilements. They will laugh at you. I love this one. And I started reading one of his lists, but he also ends the book with some beautiful things to remember. And the very last, yeah, it just, there's so much that's good in this. So I wanted to read a few. Maybe this is a good one. What is the right attitude for meditation? And I was started out, I was going to read more about defilements. Here are a few I'd like to read, so I don't like to skip around too much. But uh, there's some just wonderful things to keep in mind. Just keep them somewhere in the back of your mind. Some of them will jump out and be really important to you, and others you, you may not uh, take up as quickly. They may, you may not relate to them right away. That's why having, a, having these little books is really good, because then they're there when you're ready for them. So we're up to about 135 of his 100 and 63 little points at the end of the book. 135. When your understanding of the true nature of things grows, your values in life will change. When your values change, your priorities change as well. Through such understanding, you will naturally practice more, and this will help you to do well in life. 136. When you learn to talk with awareness in a relaxed manner, mindful of your intentions, your way of talking will become less emotional. 137. Only when you are ready and able to watch difficult emotions are you able to learn from them. I think that's so important, isn't it? We have to be able to watch those emotions that's the only way we learn from them, not by stifling them or be aware. Well, we're having connection problems today. Only when you are ready and able to watch difficult emotions are you able to learn from them. A wise and skillful person can turn poison into medicine. A skillful meditator can transform hindrances into understanding. 139. Throughout our life, we habitually seek and grasp. To sit back and just watch this happening is difficult. However, this sitting back and just watching is essential to become able to see and understand these habits. 
140. When there is attachment or aversion in the mind, that always make that your primary object of observation. And, you know, he often reminds us in his books, we don't, uh, when we're practicing mindfulness awareness and we're practicing uh, meditation, we don't want to have just one fixed object all the time. We want to have that focus on an object be very light because it, it needs to sometimes go to something else. Something will arise and we need to be able to switch 140, when there is attachment or aversion in the mind, always make that your primary object of observation. That's an important one. We don't move away from those two things. We move towards them because that's what we are, that's what we really need to observe. Attachment or aversion in the mind. 141. Only if the mind recognizes the wrong attitude can it switch to the right attitude. 142. When you are in a positive frame of mind, it is important to recognize it. Recognition tends to strengthen this this wholesome state of mind. 143. Check your attitude before you attempt to watch sleepiness. If you resist it, meditation becomes a struggle. If you accept it, you will find it easier to make an effort to be aware. 144. To be able to observe things as they are without labeling is more real and effective. 145. If you are continuously aware of your state of relaxation, you will become even more relaxed. That's a good one to remember if you're, uh, if you tend to be anxious or uh, a little bit over, a little bit overactive. If you continuously, if you are continuously aware of your state of relaxation, relaxation, you will become even more relaxed. 146. If you feel happy and at peace with yourself when you are on your own, make sure to check your attitude. If you become attached to solitude without being aware of it, you will easily become agitated when your solitude is threatened. 147. If you target an object, you complicate your practice. Targeting a particular object means that you have a fixed idea that this is the right object to observe for a set period of time. If your mind then turns to other objects, for example, does what is natural instead of obeying your fixed idea, you will become agitated and disillusioned. 148. You should not be concerned whether you have good or bad experiences. You should only be concerned about your attitude toward these experiences. I really like that one. 149. When you start practicing, you have to keep reminding yourself that thoughts are just thoughts 
Feelings, just feelings. As you become more experienced, you will gradually understand the truth of this. But as long as you keep identifying with your thoughts and feelings, for example, if you keep clinging to the view, I am thinking or I am feeling, you will not become able to see things as they are. You cannot see reality if you have a wrong view, if you see things through a veil of ignorance. So even let go of thoughts and feelings by even letting go of that need to uh, label them. Next one, 150. If you are aware of whatever you are doing, the mind will know its own limits. 151. When we think, speak, or act with defilements, we will find ourselves again and again in samsara. In the same way, when we think, speak, or act with wisdom, we will find our way out of samsara. Remember, samsara is that just it seems like an endless cycle of just getting mired up in the world again over and over. 152. If you are dissatisfied with your practice, or if you are practicing too seriously, you will not experience joy and calm. So watch that. Some people I know really want to practice hard, and that's that's not that's not going to work. We have to relax, learn to be at ease. So you won't experience joy and calm if you're practicing too seriously. 153. If the mind is dissatisfied with the practice, it is likely that you want something. You might then try to force the practice. This is not helpful. 154. If you do not understand the practice, you will not be happy to practice. The next one, right practice brings joy and interest. Right practice brings benefits and the potential for living a meaningful life. 156, if you understand the practice and its benefits, you will never have a boring moment. 157, it is perfectly natural to become sleepy. It means you have an aversion towards it and you will try to resist it. This is a wrong attitude. Simply recognize and accept sleepiness. As long as you practice, as long as you observe sleepiness with the right attitude, you are meditating. 158. If you have no money, you cannot become a businessman. You have to work hard if you want to make a living and save up some money. If you then invest this money wisely, you will make more money. Similarly, when you're new to mindfulness practice and mindfulness meditation, you will often find it hard to practice continuously and to acquire some wisdom. If you know how to apply the wisdom you have, you will develop more wisdom. 159. In Vipassana, the object serves as a means to help us develop right awareness, concentration, and wisdom. 
if the mind reacts with any kind of defilement, and that's anything that's connected with greed or aversion or ignorance, you have wrong awareness. And so concentration and wisdom cannot arise. 160. Do not try to avoid objects or experiences. Try to avoid getting entangled in defilements. 161. You need to understand that everything that happens is just a natural manifestation of cause and effect. Try first to accept things the way they are and try to see that this is not me that this is just nature at work. You need to acquire this kind of wisdom first. It is this wisdom that can eradicate the defilements. And that's what we're trying to do. That's how we purify the mind. 162. Samadhi is not about being focused. Experiencing samadhi means the mind is still, stable, and calm. So often we have the definition of concentration for samadhi, but it's really, samadhi is really stabilized, a stabilized mind. Still, stable, and calm. 163, the samatha yogi deliberately chooses an object. The vipassana yogi observes what is happening and is therefore aware of many different objects. And samatha is that uh, state of calm and tranquility. That's often what we start with, what we practice a lot. The samatha yogi gets attached to the object. The vipassana yogi does not get attached to any object. Wisdom can only arise when there is non-attachment. So we have to go from that tranquil, peaceful state to insight. And with insight, that's when we were able to begin moving that awareness, our, our awareness around more. We can let go of having that uh, object that we focus on. That, that's the breath, usually. And then he ends the book with keep practicing. And he talks, then he talks about we have to understand practicing all the time. So I think I've probably even read that. And then another day I'll read what is the right attitude for meditation because that's so good. We've probably read it before. But let's have a little time to practice together. So that's Ashin Tejaniya or uh, Sayadaw Utejaniya. And we've we've done a lot of readings of his books. One is the Collecting Gold Dust. So why don't we sit? We have about ten or twelve minutes and we can Uh, Just sit, and let's do uh, a very light body scan. We haven't done that in a long time. But remember, a body scan can be 
it is meditation. It is a kind of meditation. We often use it to begin meditation or to settle into our practice. But if we're doing certain types of meditation, the bhajan, when we're whenever, and the body is always the first part of our our uh, mindfulness practice. When we're working with mindfulness, we always want to begin with the body because this is where we dwell and our senses are all part of our physical body. And so we want to be able to work all the time with what's going on in the body, how we can feel things before they manifest, and uh, how to, how to keep, a, keep ourselves in the body. We never need to leave the body to meditate. We never need to go anywhere. It's all about being in the body. So sometimes body scans can just help us reconnect with our physical body and then help us stay in the body. So let's let's try one that we've done before, which is uh, one that Bhante Bhikkhu Analeo uses when he teaches the four foundations of mindfulness. Let your body just relax and be in the position where you feel your spine is upright. But you can do this on the floor. Just stretch your spine out or when you're walking. If you can, close your eyes. Cuts out a little bit of distraction. First, just be aware of the body breathing. Then we'll just begin at the top of our heads and just gently move through the body. We can begin with our skin, and then we'll come back up, and that will be with our flesh, and then we'll go back down a third time, and that will be with all the bone, all the hardness. And this is how uh, Bhikkhu Analeo does the parts of the body. He's combined them into skin, flesh, and bone. And you can practice this You may want to do it when you have a little more time, but we'll run through it rather quickly. But let this just help you be more and more comfortable in your body. So starting at the top of your head, just move down through your head and be aware of skin. All the skin covering your body protecting your body, giving it its its shape, keeping it all together. 
keeping us safe from lots of germs and bacteria and things that could do a lot of damage. Think of your skin, what an important role it plays. Do that as we move through the head and down the neck into our shoulders and then down each arm. We'll do both arms together. Move down, observing the skin, being aware of skin in your upper arms lower arms, and your hands, all the way through your fingertips. Have that awareness of skin. Now back into your trunk and move from your upper chest down the front of your torso and down the back of your torso. Skin. Moving down to your hips and your pelvic area. Skin. Into your upper legs, both legs. Skin. Down through your lower legs. Skin. through your ankles and into your feet and your toes, skin. Now we'll come up from our toes and be aware of all of the flesh, everything that isn't hard like bone or nails or hair. Be aware of all the flesh and all the organs, everything that's wet and more fluid-like. The skin, but still fleshy or wet or uh, without the needs of skin to hold it in and the bones will do last. So move up from your toes, flesh, and into your feet, flesh. Up into both lower legs, flesh, and your upper legs, flesh. into your hips and pelvic area, flesh. Then up both of your arms, from your fingers, into your hands, flesh. Up your lower arms, flesh. And your upper arms, be aware of flesh. 
and come back into your torso, your abdomen, flesh, up into your upper torso and your chest, flesh. Now move up into your shoulders and your neck, flesh, and into your head, flesh, what's under the skin, up to the top of your head. Now our last pass through will be bone. Bone includes our bones, and it includes things like nails, fingernails. Often it includes hair. So move from the top of your head right away, right under the flesh, right under the bone, right under the skin, with just a little bit of flesh there is bone, our skull. Move all the way through the head, bone, everything hard, everything solid, into the shoulders, Now move down into both arms, upper arm, the bones, through the elbows, into your lower arms, bones, and then into your hands and fingers. So many different bones. Move back into your upper chest the front of your body and the back, bones. Moving down your spine, your rib cage, all the way down through your abdomen and into your pelvic area, your hip area. Large bones. down into your upper legs, bones, through your knee, bones, there are lots of bones in the knee, then down into both lower legs, bones, into your ankles, and into your feet with all the bones in your feet, your ankles, your feet, your toes, bones. Now just sit for just a minute with your body.
really feel yourself being comfortable with this body. But seeing it for what it is. It's important for us to care for it because we need it for this lifetime. But it's not who we are. doesn't belong to us. If it belonged to us, we wouldn't need to worry about getting old, getting sick. We'd be in control of that. Wouldn't need to worry about dying. But this body is very important for this lifetime. So good to take care of it. So I just want to read this sharing of merit before we end our meditation. May the actions that we take towards the good, towards understanding ourselves, towards being more peaceful, be of all benefit, be of benefit to all beings everywhere. time after to um, to spend a little bit more time just with your mindfulness practice but remember when you finish your formal training practice well then we get up off the chair off the cushion we move into our daily life and that's when it's really important to keep practicing mindfulness that's when it really counts. So have a beautiful day, and I'll see you Thursday. And um, find that there's some good teachings going on, and Bhante Asaji is doing the talk on Saturday morning. There are lots of things going on through the Theosophical Society and through um, different groups offering programs. So if you if you're in need of inspiring things the the world is full of things to be inspired about and it's uh it's it's a difficult time in the pandemic a lot of us have our have our vaccinations and we're we're feeling relief and better about that but then certain places the uh, covid cases are on such a rise and we're trying to figure out how to deal with all that. We want to we want to enjoy being with other people. We want to enjoy doing things and going places because we're human beings. But we also are trying to see how we can do that and still be safe because we don't we don't know we don't know what the future holds in store for us. So I hope that you're finding uh some spaciousness and you're fine and you have and you're feeling comfortable with the decisions you're ta- making and your family is feels comfortable and safe and 
we just keep doing the best we can every day, right? So I hope you are well and happy at heart and that you do have peace and tranquility in your life and keep being mindful all the time. Thank you for sharing my practice, helping helping me with my practice. Thank you.